Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. All right, here we are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Pastor Bob, Pastor David, I'm Liz, and it's Christmas time. Yeah, can tell Christmas. by my well, very festive sweater um, and my Christmas tree mug. And I noticed both of you are Scrooges today. Yeah. Especially yeah. you. What? I brought Pastor a Christmas Bob. tree. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Christmas ficus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fixing the microphone so that somebody behind the camera there will get upset at me the whole time. Oh, this good. So that's, well, you know, we wouldn't want to hear you. But she'll forgive anything, me because you know? it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone's yeah. nice at Christmas. Perpetual goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> it's the season of it. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. where are we going with this? Nice. Well... We got lots to talk about today. Pastor Bob loves Christmas. Yeah. It is his favorite holiday. So he told David and I that we could just sit here and he would talk about Christmas the entire uh, time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Christmas a little bit. Christmas brings a lot of, I think, mixed feelings for a lot of people. A lot of people really love it. Yeah. Some people really dislike it. Some people have a lot of struggles during Christmas. Oh, yeah. It brings like a mixed a mixed bag, a mixed Santa bag. Oh, there's so much in the bag. bag. There's so yeah. much in the bag. So many different gifts. Right. A blend of gifts and curses yes. for the for the holiday. There is a Grinch for every Santa. Yes. And so, yeah, there's a there's two sides of every coin. But I mean, obviously, Christmas is amazing. I'll be the one person that actually likes Christmas yeah, on this like podcast Christmas. because I I like it. And I'm sorry. I'll apologize. I like I don't apologize though because I love the movie A Christmas Story. I love Home Alone. I love uh, Elf. I love all those movies. Uh, But most of all about Christmas is I love, you know, the real point of Christmas is it's about God. It's about God coming to earth Mm -hmm. and incarnating. Use the theological There's Pastor David getting all those Um, music things. I mean, and and musicals (laughs) and and movies in right in the beginning. That's amazing. Usually he spreads them out through our talk, but it's a miracle. You haven't, yeah. I mean, I haven't referenced a musical yet, but I mean, you will. Those are I'm movies, sure, I'm but, sure you, you know, sort of kind of, you yeah. Will. yeah. They have that song in it that's yes. now canceled about how it's cold yeah. outside, but we, nice. won't, we won't mention are that. You're going like, to do like a anymore. Lord of the Rings Christmas <laughs> or something? Because you usually throw some of that in there somehow. I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. It's a different Cosmere Christmas universe, so it's, it's hard to it's hard to make the comparison. Hobbiton would be a nice place to spend Christmas, I think. Yeah. No, I love Christmas. If anybody's still listening. <laughs> we yeah. are just uh, doing Christmas cheer, I guess. That's how it was yeah. about. Well, I mean, okay, so let's talk about Christmas a little bit. Yeah, let's do um, that. Because it, obviously there's a lot that goes with it, right? There's like the whole consuming factor of Christmas. It's like the shopping and the presents and the decorating and the Christmas programs and all the stuff. It's a lot, mm-hmm. right? It can be a lot of stuff. So sometimes it's easy to miss the importance of actually why we celebrate it. So I guess one of my first questions is why do we celebrate Christmas? Should we as Christians celebrate this controversy there too, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a pagan holiday and Christians just adopted it and you know, all that good stuff. So Pastor Bob, what do you think about that? What do you think about all (laughs) that? Well, I I think that one of the issues I have trying to answer these questions that you're forcing me to answer Mm -hmm. is that um, all of the stuff you answered, you mentioned in the beginning, Uh, I don't pay attention to any of those things. Like, I don't really do a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. And so a a lot of that, like, passes me by until Christmas happens. Like, I, most of the time, if you ask my wife, um, I will shop 
the only person I have to shop for is her usually. Mm. And I'll do that on the 24th. I would do it on the 25th if they were open then. <laughs> uh, so, and she, you know, it's kind of interesting. Poor lady had to live with that. Yeah. And it's because I'm really not focused on all the stuff, like all the buzz. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, it's okay. I mean, I like seeing kids have, be, you know, have presents and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not against any of that. I'm just not really focused on it myself, and I haven't been for a long time. Could have something to do with the DNA and the heritage. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Could be some of that, but you know, it's not the Italian side either. Right. It's the Jewish side, and it could be like uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, the Hanukkah tree. No, I don't do any of that either. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, actually, for me, um, I focus, and we can do this some other day. But I, I think I focus more on. Easter time, resurrection time, than I do Christmas time. Yeah. Which, you know, who knows? It could have been around Christmas. Nobody knows for real. Right. You know, so, um, but. Well, uh, I mean, on that note, I don't know, Pastor David, do you want to speak a little bit to just kind of the whole thing about celebrating Christmas in mm -hmm. December? And like, is it okay for Christians to celebrate Christmas? Should they celebrate Mm -hmm. Christmas? That kind of thing. Yeah. I think you can, I mean, I'll just give my personal opinion and yeah. just, just have fun. Just, just celebrate, right. just have joy. Yeah. This is when we celebrate it as a society. It's gone back thousands of years. Um, it's the heart behind it of what, what you're celebrating. You're, you're remembering not only who came, but why he came. Yeah. Jesus. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to take away sin. He came to seek and save the lost. All the reasons you can do a whole Bible study of the, just where it says why Jesus came. He came not to be served, but to serve. He came to give his life as a ransom. That's amazing, right? And he did come to, to destroy death, to rise from the dead. Uh, but without that birth into the manger, there's no birth from the grave. Like there right. really isn't. Yeah. So um, we need to acknowledge that. Now, whether you want to celebrate it on December 25th or whether you get your Hebrew calendar out and you get your astronomical charts out and you find where the star is. I don't want to, you know, come across wrong. If you want to do that, get into it, find the day that you think it should be and celebrate it. Then, you know, whenever it comes to these uh, questions of dates and festivals and a new moon or a Sabbath or, you know, whatever it is, Paul said in Romans 14 and 15, Mm -hmm. everyone should be fully convinced in their own mind. If you think Christmas is evil, you think you shouldn't tell your kid there's a Santa, you think, you know, whatever there is, just be fully convinced and do it and have a good conscience about it. Do it your way. And by the way, if you are convinced that it's okay to give presents and it's okay to drink some eggnog and it's okay to uh, put out some carrots for Rudolph and Prancer and Vixen and all the rest of them, go ahead and do that. And just do it with a heart of gratitude and glorifying Jesus. Because if you don't glorify Jesus and you make it all about what date it should be and what ornaments can be on the tree, or if the tree is a Saturnalia ornament or what, you know, you get into the whole spooky spiritual side of it, you're really defraying the attention from Jesus, which you should never do. And if it's about the consumerism and the lights and the parade and the Santa, and it's not about Jesus on that side, you missed it there. And that's probably the easiest place to miss it. Yeah. in our society, not to be too concerned about the holiday, but maybe overly concerned and overly invested in the material side of the holiday. But yeah. is it bad to give presents? Is it bad to, you know, tell people you love them? Is it bad to sing Christmas carols? Is it bad to go to church? No, it's, these are great things. It's great to sing songs. It's great to be a part of a Christmas mm-hmm. play. Um, this church is the only church I've ever been at where I didn't yet participate in the Christmas play. Because there's a Christmas Great. play and people <laughs> love it. And we can either be Grinches about it 
or you can be like, yeah, all right, let's sing about Jesus. I'm so just that's imagining my, that's Pastor, my two cents. Just imagining Pastor David playing the, you know, the baby Jesus and the. Oh, that yeah. would be a sight. That would be great. <laughs> I think there's a place for you, Pastor Bearded, <laughs> bearded baby Jesus. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Well, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that, Pastor Bob. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree, though. I, I think, know. you know, it's like, oh, well, we don't know what day it is. It's like if you had a kid and you weren't sure, you know, what, you know, if you adopted someone, you weren't sure what day they were born, we'd just be like, well, we're not going to celebrate you at all. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just pick a day. And you, celebrate, you know you what I mean? It's born. like, I don't know. But I also think like, here's the, you know, a time of year, which with all of the world and all of its messed upness and all of that, like there is actually a time where there is an infusion of Jesus into the season. And I know a lot of people maybe aren't quite on that page, but like you on the radio, you hear like all these Christmas carols playing that are singing about the coming of Christ that are singing Mm -hmm. about the reason he came and what he brought. And he brought hope to the world and, you know, freedom from slavery and like all this stuff. It's like that time of year, I think as Christians, it's like getting past the controversy of when it exactly was. It's like, regardless of all that, here's a time when you maybe have an opportunity, you have an inroads into your, uh, Family, community, friends, totally. you know, where maybe there's a little bit of an opening there. So I think it's I great. That's my perspective. I think it's it. great, actually. I think <laughs> I actually enjoy watching other people enjoy Christmas, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. it's okay. I think, like you say, sometimes people go overboard and commercialize it, which mm-hmm. I think the world's really good at adopting Christian things mm-hmm. and then making them a commercial business. Oh, I mean, like, say, Valentine. Real, right. Yeah. <laughs> Saint well, it's Saint Nick for that matter, oh, right? Saint, yeah, I mean, he yeah. was yeah. pretty uh, godly, godly person. I yeah, I, yeah, I actually met him once. But he was a, a, <laughs> he's a jolly, he's a jolly man. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when we were talking earlier, Pastor Bob, yes. you said something oh, no. about Christmas <laughs> that wanted about people keeping Jesus as a baby. Oh. Yeah. And I, yes. I wanted you to talk about that. Really? Yeah. Well, I think the problem is that we we are so focused sometimes at Christmas, and I think it's very easy to do this, is to keep him in the manger mm. and a baby without a whole heck of a lot of power. Mm. Then he doesn't have to exert any of his power into our life. Uh-huh. Then you don't have to be really responsible to a baby. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And not only that, you can just remain a baby in your walk. It's so good. Uh, just you're like being Jesus. like Jesus. Just like Jesus. That's you're being right. just like him. Just like him. I'm crying. Become, unless I become as a little child. You know, we can, yeah. we can, we can shoehorn all the scriptures in there. You hear what I'm saying? But the reality is, is that Jesus Christ, when he comes back, he's coming back in power and glory. King yeah. of kings, Lord of lords. He's not a little baby in the manger yeah. ever with again the with the sword, oh, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, all that. And so I, I think we can lose sight of the yeah. fact that we have this risen savior that's king of kings. Like, and that, that's the some of the things. And yeah. the other component about it, I'm just going to go into go the deep it. end with Please. you guys right now. You know, Isaiah 7 tells us about, you know, his coming. Well, it's in the weird, you know, he's, speaking to kings and just out of the blue. Hey, I got an idea. Unto us a child will be born. It'll be Emmanuel. And you're like, wait, that's nothing to do with what you're prophesying right now. But heck, let's throw it in there. You know, and it'll be born of a virgin. It's 
obviously it's scripture is being fulfilled. It's a miracle. Mm -hmm. I think there's a miracle of the birth. And then, you know, Matthew starts to, you know, Joseph, the dreaming and an angel telling him, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll call his name Jesus, Emmanuel. When I think of Emmanuel, I, you know, and I know we go, you know, you know, God with us, Mm -hmm. but I actually believe it's, uh, for me, I've always interpreted it now being the scholar I am <laughs> in uh, not the Hebrew in the New York. <laughs> I've always interpreted it God not just with us, but God in us, God revealed in and through us because that's why he came here, right? right? You know, that's why, hey, you're the light of the world, you're, you know, uh, the salt of the earth. He's he's the light, obviously, and then he's like, you're the light, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's an assignment that came with his birth into the earth that is completely missed, I believe, most of the time in Christianity in the celebration of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, And the fact that the promise there is that God will be revealed in us, this flesh will put on, take on yeah. this godliness, mm-hmm. uh, and has it has we have the possibility of that. So, like I said, I don't preach all this during Christmas because I don't want to get religious on people and spoil their <laughs> holiday. But the reality is that's how I actually think of Christmas. I think, right. well, there's a lot more at stake here now. So, by the time we're done celebrating Christmas, nobody has the tolerance or the stomach. To hear about Emmanuel, God with us, God in us, God revealed in us. I mean, we've done, we're done. It's like enough. We've had Christmas enough. <laughs> it's been ten. You know, we started in August with Christmas, right? right? And it's like, and that's the part that um, you know uh, I have issues with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love the fact that now people are open mm-hmm. to. God a little bit more. It seems like their hearts are a little more open. They're inundated with Jesus. And like you said, Christmas songs that really speak of tremendous things. If you actually yeah. listen yes. to some of those Hark. verses, yes, That's yes, my favorite one. yes. <laughs> like when he, like yeah. when he came, like when he was born, it was like heaven exploded. Whoa, yeah. Right. And we forget that mm-hmm. we just, you know, so we minimize yeah. Christmas, I believe in, we maximize the, stuff around Christmas and the doing Mm -hmm. and minimize the wonder and the miracle of his birth and why. Like, this is like we're doing why Christmas, right? I knew we'd get there. But like I said, I don't want to sound like some weird Pharisee and, and, uh, you know, and, and spoil everybody's Christmas because I, I I completely enjoy, you know, when kids are growing up, I enjoy watching them, you know, with Christmas and I, the love they have. And, and actually I'm all into, uh, you know, presents. I think anybody listening to this, if you want to send me presents, <laughs> oh. I will accept them all year long in the spirit of Christmas from yeah, you. Just keep love. sending them. It's okay. Uh, cash would be okay. Um, wow. You know, anything. That's you know, a paid political announcement going on here in advertisement. <laughs> yes, spirit. just send me, okay. you know, send me weird sweaters, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Whatever you want. Um, Fruitcakes. <laughs> don't send me fruitcakes. <laughs> I have so many strange stories about Christmas, but let's just talk about other things for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, one uh, other amazing thing about Christmas is it's sort of a bolt of joy. 
in the year, mm-hmm. in the calendar. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why God gave the Old Testament feasts. They were markers in the year where people came together and they they congregated and they feasted and they celebrated. Yeah. And it, it picked them up a little bit. It reminded them that God was on the throne and that they had hope for their lives and that God was providing for them. Yeah. And that's what Christmas is. Like my wife really gets into it. She'll she'll decorate everything with lights and she gets, you know, the holiday cheer. That that could be a real thing. Like if we take it to heart, it's not just it's not something that we should belittle, which I, I tend to do as more of like in my flesh, more of a cynical person. I don't want to be like that. I want to say, hey, where, where's the value in this? Yeah, we, we should pick up our hopes a little bit. We should uh, we should recover our joy. We should say, okay, now's the time of year to remember that that God didn't just leave us here. Mm-hmm. Like um, right. Zechariah prophesied, he dawned on us like the morning star. Mm. That he brought salvation because of his tender mercy. Yeah, And um, it's so amazing for me to consider what Christmas means just in who Jesus is and that he would become a baby. That he would become completely helpless humble himself um, we've thought about this before but i mean augustine said man's maker was made man yeah like just just think about that just let that (laughs) how you know it's it's such a amazing concept that if we believe which is um a gift of the holy spirit to believe that if we continue to cherish that belief and rejoice in that hope it can bring us out of a lot of darkness and so I think there's so much value in that. If, but I think we, we shouldn't be afraid to wade into the deep end that Pastor Bob mentioned right. and say, why can't we explain to our kids and why can't we explain to our church and why can't we explain to our community um, and show our community that God really is with us in every way that that means yeah. um, and move beyond Ricky Bobby. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, I'd like to, I'd like to thank the Lord for dear Lord, baby Jesus. Right? Like, just baby move, move Jesus. beyond Ricky Bobby. Right. So like we should do Did that. We get we into another movie uh-huh. thing. Okay. Yes. I'm just trying to figure this one Real out. Choice one there. Yeah, that was a good one. This is great. Well, I don't I think, recommend it. Yeah. But it's I funny. think too. And even like, you know, you referenced the feasts, you know, when you look at something like Passover, for example, like there is the remembrance part of it and there's the remembrance aspect of Christmas. But the there's all God is always um, dealing in the eternal also, and so like with Passover for example, it's right. It speaks of the blood of Jesus that delivers us from the spirit of death, or delivers mm-hmm. us from death. Like there's an eternal principle there, and I think that there are also some with the with Christmas some eternal principles that um, God demonstrated to us that still speak to us and should inform our lives today. Like you were saying. God with us, first of all, that God wants to be with us. Yeah. Right. That's like a, if some of us would just grasp that, that Mm. would like deliver our lives, Mm. actually understanding that he wants to be with us. He wants to dwell with us. But even past that, God in us, right? Christ in you, the hope of glory, that there is actually um, the purpose of God is to dwell with and in people. And yeah. like the power of that and how that informs our lives today. Like this is actually what Christmas should speak to us there. It takes us out of the temporal. It takes us out of just like the ritual of mm-hmm. remembrance maybe, or just celebrating into like, actually what does this speak to me today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If there's maybe some other like eternal mm-hmm. things that um, you guys think about when you're. Like, well, I think that the, uh, there are eternal uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. things associated with Christmas, which like I said, I think it can be lost in the, mm-hmm. you know, the hustle and bustle of Christmas. Right. Um, but like you were saying, uh, like it was a, uh, that there's a saying, you know, I mean, uh, the word be, you know, came flesh and now flesh is becoming the word. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, us. Right. And that, you know, and so uh, he's, he's uh, interested in that 
more than anything else. That that is the you know we got the reason for the season. Like yeah. that actually is the reason mm-hmm. he came to be with us, yeah. to uh, impart unto us, to heal us, to forgive us, to uh, reestablish us in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So you know, as mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, and and him as our God. And there, you know, we can't, if we start forgetting all that, right. you know, uh, because of the hustle and bustle, like I said, it, uh, it's, it, it loses a lot. It lo- now, and like I said, I hate to be the Pharisee here, but I just don't want to go. Cause I, I really enjoy, uh, uh, watch. I, I enjoy when people are enjoying themselves in Christmas. I'm, I'm completely yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm not against that at all. Um, obviously pastor Dave was talking about his wife who happens to be my daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know she's always been like that around Christmas she's mm-hmm. just you know I, I mean our electric bill went up because of <laughs> all the lights in the house and yeah, get solar, I, was, you know. I was completely okay with it because she <laughs> enjoyed herself she loved doing it it just you know and uh you know and she I think she'd even when she was in Africa she brought that to there and somehow <laughs> they probably didn't have electricity, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I understand when, and her mom is like that too, just loves Christmas. And, and so I see people and they just enjoy it. Like, you know, I think you, Liz, I think you enjoy Christmas. Like I mean, yeah. And uh, I think it's a great thing. I think that, um, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to pull, I don't want to deter from that and, and right. keep people from that. I think that when you enjoy Christmas, you should fully enjoy it. You should just like embrace it and all that. But you shouldn't lose sight, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because then we've just made it a religious holiday, right, for us, rather than a celebration of life that it actually is. That that you know that's why when we assemble together, we should be assembling to remember. It should be a love feast. It should be something because we're remembering the love that was poured out to us. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that there is it's good. Yeah, all I think the I don't think the two have to be mutually exclusive, like right. you were saying. Like right. you can enjoy the you know, like I love the the Christmas movies and I love but you know, everyone, you know, having family together, for me that's an enjoyable thing. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> me too. Maybe not for everybody, but um but to get past the um like the ritual, to get past just the this busy schedule of everything and really remember, like you were saying, like, wow, like God loved me so much. He he allowed his son to be separated from him for a time to come into a human body, to live the life that I live, um, to experience those things, to give me hope. You know what I'm saying? To Mm -hmm. like, to, um, to give me hope that I can do this as a human being. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's like there's things that need to speak to us now. So and and I I want to say this, like these eternal things if we can click into those and really latch onto them for some of us who maybe struggle with the holiday season because maybe we don't have um family or things are hard or there's mm-hmm. just, you know, people lose people and I know that there's a lot of really real things that come. But these eternal principles, those are the things that will actually help you navigate through struggle during this time, because it's not so much about your hope is in the celebration. Your hope is in the, the decoration. Your hope is in the gifts that your hope is in, um, God became like me. 
to, to give me his life and to show me that I can actually walk out. He gave me his life to walk out on the earth mm, yeah. and he became flesh like me and the word becomes flesh. And so I like that's supposed to, that principle is supposed to continue. Like we're saying, like we are supposed to be living epistles. We are supposed to be the walking word of God. You know, like yeah. that's actually what Christmas is, is like mm-hmm. get, allowing us yeah to become the word who walks around on the earth yeah. like Jesus did. And spreading awesome. Christmas cheer everywhere we go. Yes. All times of the year. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to oh hear. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's no. so true. It's that cold medication. I, I, love, no, I love Christmas, man. I just, I love Christmas. Um, it's so true what you're saying that Jesus partook of flesh and blood. Yeah that through death he would destroy him who had the power of death. Yes. So you can't just have Christmas, the beginning of the story, without the ending of the story. Yeah. We keep coming back right. to this mm-hmm. this thought of tell the whole Christmas story. I mean, isn't it, you, you asked earlier what eternal principles yeah. there are. One thing that really helps me, it's like kind of mind-blowing, is that the birth of this child was the defeat of the dragon. And in Revelation 12, you see that. In Revelation 12, there's a woman clothed with the sun, and she's about to give birth to a male child. And this dragon, who's Satan, is crouching, ready to devour the child. Because if that child's born, everything in the dragon's world is going to be destroyed. But the child was born, and he was caught up to heaven, and he will rule with a rod of iron. So it's amazing that the birth of this child actually dethroned the enemy. Um, And it's what... What kind of a God sets up a plan like that? The the birth of a little baby is what's going to destroy cosmic evil. (laughs) Just think about that. Um, All this is so rich um, as a subject for meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just come back to, you know, applying this is that there are a lot of people that in the holidays, um, they don't have that cheer, right? There's somebody who is missing. There's somebody that they love who maybe used to celebrate Christmas with them or not. And the person's not there. And it really has felt a lot more during the holiday season. Yeah. And, um, and God knows about that. Like pastor right. Bob said, he sent his son. You said that Liz is he sent his son right. to a body that he had prepared. It says in Hebrews to do his will, but he sent him away. He sent him to the cross. He was separated from him. Um, and we know that God through Christmas, he did something about that separation yeah. that you feel. And I, I know it doesn't make it all the time easier to imagine that, but by him sending his son and by Jesus coming in the flesh, it ensures that there is a future and that there's a reunification. Mm-hmm. There's a, a time where you reunite with those people that were lost. And then there's a time where you sit around the table again with them. Yeah. yeah. There's a resurrection because of the birth of Jesus, yeah. because of the defeat of the dragon, because of these eternal truths that are, that are in Christmas, there's hope if you're willing to take it to heart. Um, and even if you can't, even if it's too hard for you, like you're, you're the holidays, you're like, man, we lost people. There's people that, that left. They're no longer here. Or they, they've passed on. And um, you just know that God understands that. And he did something about it. You know, um, can I tell a story? Sure. I, I'm just going to tell you guys a story. Okay. And, and it's a Christmas story. Okay. okay. Oh, and it, well, oh, yeah, Christmas cool. Uh, you guys never. It was the night before. It was the night before Christmas. You had like the chocolate. <laughs> and uh, it was actually, a, um, to me, it turned out to be a Christmas present in a weird way. Mm. And uh, 20 years ago, this year, actually, right before Christmas, I I remember we were at our house. It was snowing. It was early morning. And the the Power was out. We had no phones, nothing. And the police show up at my door. And it's early. It's like, you know, six in the morning. And it's like, hi, Mr. Wilk. Yeah. And uh, people are trying to get in touch with you from back east. And I'm like, really? Why? 
well, your dad passed. Mm. So I'm like, wow, you know, just thinking about it, it's kind of emotional in a weird way. But, you know, I haven't thought about it for a long time, but to help somebody out there. But here's the present part of it. So we, my wife and I, you know, it's right before Christmas. We leave our kids with people because we have really great people in Christmas time that took our kids, Mm. you know, so there's a present and, um, wow, it's kind of weird getting emotional about that because it's been so long. Um, and we take off for, for New York. So we're, you know, 3000 miles away with our kids are being celebrated with other people. Um, and so we show up and, um, you know, we're going through Christmas, we're burying my dad, like right through the whole thing a few days after christmas we're still you know we're there um you know he got buried in the national cemetery and all that because he's you know ex-army man and yeah so we um we're there and you know my mom it's hard for her because you know she lost her husband for you know 50 years of marriage and we we're packing stuff up for her that she can't do you know, so we're going through all her stuff and we're trying to set it up so she can live alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife and I were going through, um, we're going through her stuff and in a drawer, in his drawer, we find tucked under in the back a Christmas card and present for my mom. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad is Jewish, <laughs> but he always celebrated Christmas with us, mm. always. Mm. Um, and um, it was so touching because we read it and um, it was like a love story mm. to my mom, you know? And um, it's so ministered to her and to my wife and I. And I'm sorry, I'm really emotional, but That's I awesome. haven't thought about it for 20 years. Yeah. But it was such a great Christmas present. Um, and I know there's people out there today um, that, like you said, Pastor David, they've lost people. And um, it's not all lost. You know, um, I found out actually a couple of years later that my dad probably received the Lord in the process. And so here's this Jewish guy celebrating Christmas with his Italian wife, you know, from the grave. Yeah, Yeah, from the grave. And he's um, expressing which was crazy to me. Like I said, so Christmas means a lot to me in mm. weird ways, yeah. but he's expressing this love past the grave mm. into life, into somebody. Yeah, And we just uh, sat there, remember at the Christmas table, you know, it was just my mom and I and my wife and weep together and loved together. And um, I pray that, um, you know, wherever you're at in Christmas, this year that God can so minister to your soul Mm -hmm. that he can like touch you right where you're at. Like if you've lost somebody, because I know we hear that all the time that Christmas is a hard time for people. And like I said, actually it's been 20 years and I don't, I haven't hardly ever thought about that. This is the first time I've actually expressed it kind of out loud. And the first time I've actually gotten really emotional about it too, which is strange for me. Yeah. Uh, But, um, but it matters like God, like he, you matter to him. You hear what I'm saying? Like people, I'm talking to someone out there. Like Mm -hmm. this is, if it's Christmas time and you're listening to this, like you matter to him, like small things matter. And, um, the loss is not a eternal loss. 
Amen. He's there still. Nice. And he knew that because like for Christmas, he knew that we were without hope. We didn't have anything. And he sent his hope and his grace and his love into the world. He brought it past death and, pro- and brought it out of the impossible you know, things into this incredible birth of Jesus. And, and um, he's in that process. He's pulling you closer into his heart. That's the, that's the tangible reality of Christmas. You hear what I'm saying? There's a, there's a part of that, that, uh, that, by the way, that's why we've all walked with the Lord for so so long a time. It's because of that. It's because of that intimacy, that connection with him that goes way beyond presence. And presence is a great way to express love and express his hope and express his grace. I'm good with all that, but there's a tangible reality of him coming into the earth that goes beyond all of that. And it's that gift (laughs) that I pray during this season Mm -hmm. that people are connecting to and receiving because the Bible tells us he came to his own, the present came to his own and they received him not, but to as many as receive him, gave he the power not to celebrate just Christmas, but to become the sons of God. And yeah. that's the story of yeah. Christmas. And so I don't know why yeah. I felt like I just, I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. heard me say, I just oh, thought I'd awesome. let you know, like yeah. it just came was, poof out of the blue here. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry for weeping all over you guys. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Please don't apologize that's really, that. <laughs> I think there's actually some people that really, really needed that. Wow. Um, yeah. Bringing some so. healing there and uh, yeah. just remembering, um, <laughs> you know, Jesus did come, he came as a man. And he was, and word says he's a man of many sorrows. Yeah, you know. So if the, um, if you are someone that is in that spot, um, there's no shame in that. There's no condemnation in that. Jesus was a man of many sorrows, and he's also Emmanuel, God with you. That he is very present, and there yeah. is a fellowship that happens in that place if you just invite him into it. He's so willing. Mm. He's so willing to come into our disappointments and come into our sorrows and be with us in that place and dwell with us in that place. That's his whole, that's his whole heart actually is that whatever we're walking through, he just wants to be with us. He wants to be invited in and yeah. received in. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know, yeah. I think that's really uh, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I mean, just it's like, just, yeah. it's the whole, it's like you're saying, like it's, this is the whole deal. Yeah. Like this is why, God sent his son is um, to take us beyond ritual, to take us beyond just observing um, memorials for things and actually enable us to walk in. Yeah. I I keep hearing it was an invitation into his family. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of the greatest things you can do during Christmas, and, and we've done this forever. It's mostly my wife. I'm just be honest with you. She's like so great at this. She doesn't yeah. lose touch with that. Is that she, she invites people. Sometimes we have strays at our house that just people just like, you know, they don't have anybody. It's like, come to our house. We're fine with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's over the years, I know she's gone out like and spent so much money on just people like for their kids that don't have some money and stuff. She, it's the kind of, that's that giving. And most people would never know that about her. She would 
you know, and I'm like, oh, so that's Christmas. Yeah. So I can tolerate the weird part of Christmas <laughs> and her, like all the Christmasy yeah. stuff because I know the heart behind that, you know, like that heart is really, um, it's intact. And that's God's heart. He is invited, there's an invitation, like I said, into his family. That's really what was happening when Jesus came, right? Yeah, he wasn't right. just calling us to an event. He right. wasn't calling us to, uh, you know, salvation you know we make it a thing he's actually when you break it down him coming and us receiving him we're actually entering into his into a relationship with him yeah. our father in heaven it's finally get you finally get to re be restored mm -hmm. to what you were really designed to be yeah. but we lost yeah. as a race we lost and so and that's the reality of Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's so intense to me. It's like, oh, that's Christmas. So that's the part where, you know, Scrooge Bob just like, let's not miss some of this. And I don't want to be religious about it either, to right. tell you the truth. I'm right. just like, you know, I, I want to have some fun and <laughs> mess around. It's, it's great. But let's not forget, like, yeah. that is the reason. That is why he came. It's so that he can invite you and you and me into his family. Yeah, there's um, there's such a turn from despair to hope. Yeah, that it's the people who sat in deep darkness have seen a great light. Yeah, and that light is nothing other than God Himself. And you know, the Father gave an inexpressible gift. He really opened up His own heart and tore it out. And was like, okay, here, <laughs> here's my son. Right. Here's yeah. my son, and he's your brother now. Yeah. That means I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's who God is. I mean, I speaking of memories of Christmas, um, my dad died about 15 years ago as well. He, he passed away. And uh, last year, my mom found this old video of, of our family when mm -hmm. I was probably like four years old. <laughs> um, and my other sister was two years old. My youngest sister wasn't even born yet. Then I watched this and I hadn't really even seen my dad even on video for years. And I hadn't heard his voice. And I just saw him like giving us gifts and you know sitting with us and playing with us and it broke me i was like oh, i just i lost it because yeah. you could see the heart that he had and he uh he didn't always show like a ton of emotion he was just provided for us and he was fun and all that but um to see like the love that was in his heart for his kids yeah. and just wanting to be there with us is that's that speaks to me of who the father is that he's right. he it's a delight to him to give gifts it's a delight to give himself it's a delight for him to be with his kids and um there's something so powerful about that that we we can't lose track of that um that he is what you said is is 100% right on of he's trying to give us access to him he's trying to give himself to us and if you miss that in christmas you really missed it you really missed it. And you'll miss the hope that that gives yeah. that he's like, Hey, I'm for you. I'm your dad. Right. I will give anything just to, to be with you. Just to, just to bless you. I would, I would tear out my own heart just to bless you. <laughs> That's an awesome Lisa. story. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that both of you guys talking about your fathers. Cause I've been thinking actually a lot about the father, this actually preparing for Christmas, you know, obviously Christmas is so Jesus focused because he came here, but mm -hmm. I've really been thinking about the father, like what, um, what that took for him to, um, to send his son like that, yeah. but to see, you know, like, especially like when he's born, like here he is like this super fragile human baby and that he entrusted him mm -hmm. to people. 
I'm, that is like <laughs> to me that's mind-blowing teenagers you know, like, teenagers <laughs> yeah like they didn't know what they were doing they lived in a, a horrible time in the earth they weren't rich they didn't have a lot of provision you know what I mean like and God took like the most precious thing he had and entrusted it to people yeah I love like, that that's what and that's like oh wow that's one of those things that's like the eternal principle speaking today like he takes his most precious things and he entrusts them to people yeah. and he could trust him to you it's like um you know i'm sure mary and joseph were like why us like we why did why did he pick us like we're not the right people for this you know what i'm saying yeah. like what if we what if, yeah. how, what if we totally messed us up like what if we drop baby jesus you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> yeah. but like what if we what if we can't give him what he needs what if we're not enough for him like what if we don't know as much as he does you know what i mean like all the questions that we all go through of like mm-hmm. why why would God choose me for something? And like, I just, I don't know, it's been really strong on my heart and just like to speak to you as you're listening, like God trusts you. He, God is so trusting. He is so much more trusting than any person. Yeah. He takes his most valuable things and puts them in your hands and says, I trust you and I will give you what you need to do this. Just wow. from, like, just depend on me. And that's just, Thank it's you, like, he just keeps speaking that. It's like, you may worry, like you're going to, you don't have what it takes. You're not the right person. You're going to mess it up. All the things. And God trusts you. He trusts you with it. He's like, I don't know. To me, I've just been thinking about that. Like how vulnerable Jesus was and how trusting God was and how willing he was to risk <laughs> the future <laughs> yeah. of humanity into the hands of two people, you know, and to a, a community. And then, I don't know, it's just been like blowing my mind a little but bit. But he picked a community that had everything going for it. Yeah. Right. right? It had everything going. Everything stable was provided. Economy, stable economy. Right? Peaceful. Nice government. Right? Everything was perfect uh-huh. back then. Right. And, and then he says, you know, like, you're saying, like Pastor Dave was saying, yes, got a couple of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> like, you had to like, Oh my God, <laughs> don't let the 14 year old hold the baby, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this is us. I think right. you're actually speaking by the spirit of God to people out there. Mm-hmm. I think you're actually breathing into uh, the atmosphere, if you will, the, the spirit of Christmas itself, yeah. like what Christmas is all about. Because there are people, like you said, who don't believe they can handle Jesus. Yeah. Like, they're not good enough. They're not capable enough. They don't have enough. Or maybe somebody that's walked with God, you know, or, no, or at least known him for a long time and now doesn't or doesn't walk with him as closely. And they don't feel like they got it together enough. Yeah. Like they're, but he's, he's more than enough. He's good enough. And God provides everything. You know, he doesn't take the wise and the strong and the, you know, right. <laughs> he takes the weak and the, and he brings them in, it puts them in a place. He's a risk taking God. I love the way he said that. And he, he, he brings that to us. So God takes a risk on every one of us, actually, when he, when he offered his son to us, he's taking a risk that you're going to, that you're going to drop it, that you're going to screw it up, that you're not going to accept the gift. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like going to a Christmas party and you brought some gift and, everybody, and you, the person opens and goes, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know. <laughs> well, there's also, there is also grace with the risk. Yes. Right. It's not just like, oh, I hope that teenager doesn't drop Jesus. Then the right. fate of the world will be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, destroyed. That's not, no, there is grace with it. He probably had a whole company of angels there. It's like ready. Yeah. The baby gets dropped. You're going to put a little top spin on him. <laughs> make sure he lands on his back. I'm sure God, I think God sent one of those because I let my daughter fall when she was like four months old my first daughter and it was like there's no way she should be okay right now you know so and there's that was just a human example but you know god does, he takes care of his babies at the same time as he's entrusting them yes he still is the dad as well he's like yeah. he's going to oversee that he's going to keep it and so that's a, a key element that if god's asking you to carry something that you're you are well aware man this is beyond me i, I don't know how to handle that well, he is also going to help you with that. He's going to overrule some of your mistakes. <laughs> He's going to yeah. walk with you and comfort you in that. Oh, um, but yeah, that's amazing that he would he would risk his heart like that. He would open up his heart to be hurt. Yeah, his heart was is broken. He's like the broken-hearted God. Um, but he sent his son to bind up the broken-hearted. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also restoration. I, I was just thinking when you said, yeah, I dropped the baby when I was like, oh my God, nobody allowed David to touch the kid again forever. And that would be a solution, a human solution. Uh, and probably your wife for a little while was like, yeah, yeah I'm you know, taking the kid. We're going to teach you how to hold the child. But there are people who, who've been walk, who've walked with Jesus and left. Yeah. And maybe this time of year, they're hearing his, him again, wooing him back. Mm. And uh, maybe you dropped it along the way. But God, he, like you said, Pastor David, because of his grace, his power, his glory, his anointing, his ability to restore, uh, he's calling you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. calling you back and he's entrusting to you again the uh, commission mm-hmm. to actually hold Jesus, mm-hmm. to, to hold him in your heart. And to keep him, you know, make him, make him part of, you know, make you part of his family and walk with him. And uh, that's, it's risky, right? Because, wow, you really screwed that up the first time. (laughs) But he's, he's okay with that. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, there's, see, you do like Christmas. There's so (laughs) many things you can pull out of it. And as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, Mm. I just want to say like the one other thing that just, is just in my mind is, and even as you were talking about people coming back, um, there's the very simple response of Mary, um, to the Lord, you know, let it be to me according to your will. Like that's, I just want to leave us with that today that, that that's another eternal principle that whatever it is, if it's returning to the Lord, if it's carrying something, if it's dealing with hardship, whatever it is, like the simple response of, like here I am, let it be unto me according to your will, and depending on Him from there, that simplicity will carry us through a lot of things. And so, I uh, just want to leave us with that today, and we wish you all a merry yeah. Christmas, and we will see you uh, in the new year. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode, and for more information, visit SpiritSchoolOfMinistry.com. dot